Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston. Across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? I'm just chatting up with the people in the live group. Chatting the, them up. The, they get the pre-show, get to chat with us. I get to chat back with them when I feel like it. We've been pre-showing now for uh, about 10 minutes. It's not... It's not that long. Yeah, but it's worth, I think that'd be worth six bucks uh, for a month. Sure. To yeah, get to someone. Basically 10 minutes of five pre-shows a week. That's good content. It is. And you get like probably 30 seconds at the end of the show before mm-hmm. we say we have to go. I'm uh, I'm going on a, I'm getting on a boat tomorrow and uh, I'm flying in the same day that we're sailing out. It's a little scary. Which is a risk, especially since we're flying Southwest. It's so Your bags good, might make it. That's true. Yeah. There's a good chance uh, that we won't make it, uh, which is what we were betting on. So this is Dumb Bleep of the Week, where we have people vote on the dumbest thing that was said throughout the week. People in the live group, which we still have not named. They go to joingmail.com, sign up for as little as six bucks a month, and you get to throw in submissions for Dumb Bleep of the Week. And by the way, if your submission makes it all the way through to Dumb Bleep of the Year, there'll be a special prize. I'm not sure what that prize is, but I am keeping track, by the way. I have a spreadsheet going, and I have the winners, and I have the person who submitted that specific thing going on a spreadsheet right now. So, Charlie, you got anything else before we we move on here to Dumb Leap number one? I mean, I wanted to welcome the new members. I saw a few of them in there. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. for coming and hanging out. Thanks, Emily. Uh, thanks, Poon Raker. And um, <laughs> the Patrick. And uh, lots of new people. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for being here. You get to see me in my cute dumb bleep hat. I, I did all of right that now. just so I could say Poon Raker. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's a great Discord name. It's a really good Discord name. <laughs> dumb bleep number one is going to, ha- it's really going to be about gun rights. And we're going to mention here Senator Cory Booker. We're going to talk about Geraldo Rivera. And people talking about gun control because there were a couple mass shootings that occurred. And uh, and so now everyone's got to be out here talking about whether or not you should have the right to defend yourself and your family. And so let's go to Cory Booker, what he had to say, some of the comparisons that he made in this statement, and then we'll go to Geraldo's ridiculous stuff that he did on Fox News. One of the number one reasons, if you turn to our founders, that this nation was formed was for the common defense. And now we have more people in America, in my short lifetime, that have died due to gun violence than in every single one of our wars, from the Civil War and the Revolutionary War to the wars in the Middle East combined. This this is uh, a a dereliction of duty. This is a surrender uh, to uh, violence. Uh, This is not doing your constitutional duty to protect this nation. So he uh, he's basically making the point that uh, says they're going to provide for the common defense. And there's more people that have died from guns in his lifetime or than, than have died in all the wars. And so therefore, the government is not doing its job to provide for the common defense because it hasn't taken guns away from the people, which is also in the founding of the country <sighs> at the same time. But... They're not uh, holding whatever. up their their oath no. to protect and defend the Constitution. They're <laughs> yes, yeah. 
They are not. I, I mean, it makes perfect sense. I, I guess we hadn't said it out loud a yet. A complete derelict of duty. Uh, he he says a lot of dumb things, so so that's okay. And we've got 13 in today's stack, so we are going to be moving through pretty quickly. Uh, this next one is going to go to Geraldo and, and still a gun conversation. Let me back up just a little bit. And They were talking about Gavin Newsom and a statement that Newsom made, and he talked about the Second Amendment being a suicide pact, which itself could have been a dumb bleep, but we were already talking about some other things. We can add that statement in because number, dumb bleep number one is just going to be these various comments about gun rights in the Second Amendment. Uh, so Gavin Newsom called the Second Amendment a suicide pact, and uh, they're talking about this with Hannity and Geraldo and some other dude here in the middle from them. They are denying them the very security that they, the elite, have. Give me, give Why would right you right support that? that right. And what would you do if somebody broke into this, your... This, what would you do if somebody broke is, into your this home? Is, this is what this oh is boy. what this is what weapons look like. This is what they look like <laughs> when the Second Amendment was You're going to get arrested this in New York for having like. that. I'm just this warning is, you right I'll, now. I'll let everyone in the country... I'll you you want to own this? You could own this. You could own right. this, you could load it, you could do <laughs> whatever cute. you want with it. And this, what, what you don't want, what you don't want, though, and I can ride give them work in a horse, of on a horse if you want. And let me guess, the hell out of people think. like Alec Baldwin, it'll go off without pulling the trigger. I had <laughs> <laughs> to get that one in. He pulls out, uh, he pulls out, uh, I guess, a musket, you know, and uh, says, this is what it looked like when we had the Second Amendment. So if I'll send one of these to everyone, if you want one of these, yeah. go ahead. Such a dumb argument for people, for reporters, journalists to be making, uh, because you could say, this is what the First Amendment looked like when they wrote this thing. You get to write down with your quill, you know, pen on a piece of paper, and we'll work on print in a few months from now. People are going to see about it. But none of this stuff. You can't say whatever you want right now. Uh, we're just going to take you to prison, man. You obviously can't do that with all the other amendments. They only try to yep. do that, do it with this one. And lots of things didn't exist for all kinds. I mean, he even brought up, like, and I can ride a horse to work, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that yeah. part. So That was good. The argument just doesn't hold up, and they'll, they're they going to keep using it, but mm -hmm. it's just a bad argument. It works for some people. Yeah. You know, that's fine if it works for them, I guess. Uh, let's see. I think this is number one. I was looking at some of the numbers for how many people had died, and, of course, when they talk about firearm-related deaths, just got to mention that, you know, half— to 60% of those are suicides. Not that that's good. I don't want people to commit suicide. But if you're talking about gun violence, uh, people choosing to take their own lives, I don't think is the part of the conversation uh, that you should be, be trying to use. It's not really the point that they're trying to make. Okay, number two, Nina. Did you notice how the global war on terror started in 2001 and doesn't have an end date? I, uh, I'm glad that you said that because it was one of the things I wanted to mention. That should be the most troublesome thing out of the whole out of the whole yeah. picture. You got all these that. wars, and it just says 2001 dash. No end. No end in sight. No Forever end in war. Sight. And like we're just okay with that. Uh, can we talk about that for a second, please? The fact that this started in 2001 it just means we get to wage war all around the world in whatever random places we want to. I feel like that should be part of the conversation. No. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, number two is Nina Turner. She's one of our favorites. And she posts this thing of the, uh, the Antarctic ice shelf and a piece of it that is breaking off uh, because of global warming. Of course. And she says an iceberg the size of London has broken off 
Uh, we must stop harming our planet. Uh, I wanted to go to the actual video. Well, it's not a video. It's like a satellite composite. Now, the one that she's using bothered me a bit because it kind of it kind of looks like this is the curvature of the Earth. <laughs> when you see it breaking off, that's what I. That's how it looks to me. Like that's just how big this piece is. You know, it's just crazy like that. But she shows this, and the good thing is we have Twitter nowadays that has a a little bit of rationality to it, a little bit of logic, and they actually uh, added some some notes. I'll read that note there, Chuck, while I'm looking at this. The calving event has been expected and is part of the natural behavior of the Brunt Ice Shelf. It is not linked to climate change, Professor Dominic Hodgson, Hodge, Hodgson, a glaciologist for BAS, said in a statement. And they uh, they link to the article. And uh, one big part of this, by the way, she says an iceberg the size of London has broken off of the Antarctic ice shelf. You could have said, uh, you know, to make more sense for us, an iceberg the size of two New York cities has broken off uh, something that is 50% bigger than the entire United States. And you kind of get your your proportions in line yeah. a little bit better uh, because that picture, like I said, that looks like the curvature of the earth right there, um, that's actually the size of Antarctica. And, of course, what broke off was uh, the size of the city of London proper, the whole area. But this is a really big deal, of course, except for the fact that they've been expecting this to happen, and they said that it has nothing to do with climate change. The Washington Post article says it has nothing to do with climate change. New York Times article says it has nothing to do with climate change. And all these people still on the left are still posting that this is because of climate change. And Jeff wants to know what the population of the iceberg was. <laughs> I don't know, but here's the... I, I put a note on here. Some people won't like this. This is the left's equivalent of died suddenly. And this iceberg died suddenly, and they don't. They know why. It was climate change. Yeah. That's what it was. They already sure. got the answer. They already know the answer. You don't have to actually look at what any of the scientists said on this. Uh, now, speaking of climate change, we got a video, too. Don't worry, Chuck. We got articles and stuff. You got plenty to read. I'm, I'm not worried. I know you're getting bothered. Jane Fonda has oh. uh, figured out what's wrong, why we have climate change. One thing to point out, Kelly Clarkson wearing a Dallas Cowboys jersey. Old Des Bryant. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, man. Hmm. I'm sorry. This trade is uh, I think she's single being now, crazy right? over here. I'm not real sure. We'll have to check on that. Uh, let's see what Jane Fonda had to do, uh, had to say about climate change. You can take anything, sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever, the war, and if you really get into it and study it and learn about it and the history of it and the, everything's connected. There'd be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. How do you, how do you get to that? <laughs> Tell me. Where would they put the where would they put the poison and the pollution? They're not going to put it in Bel Air. They've got to find some place where poor people or indigenous people or people of color are living. Put it there. They can't fight back. Where would they put, where would they put the shit? <laughs> I mean, that seems about as good as argument I've ever heard. The whole climate crisis. Fonda's got it figured the, out. The end of the world as we know it. All boils down to racism. And she's going to go to bed tonight. Just, mm -hmm. man, I did a good job on that show. Oh, yeah. Oh. People are, you know, they they applaud. Kelly Clarkson was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes oh, total yeah, for sure. sense. 
It could yeah. also be, I don't know, like the factories and stuff aren't located in Bel Air, you know? Like that's not where the rich people gather around to build all their stuff. Because that's, yeah, there's homes there. <laughs> yeah. There's houses there. Maybe there's more upscale stuff. Maybe some of those uh, places end up being places where people who work at those locations and service those locations end up gathering. Now, I'm not, we can't say that there's no racism that ever exists in any of this stuff, but to boil down the entire climate, if if they had, you know, if they had to put the pollution in the, in the white neighborhood, then they would have never had the factory in the first place. We would never be driving cars. No, wouldn't even exist. Oh, oh man. That was a dumb take. That, that was, was real dumb. I mean, was... as far as things go on a scale of one to dumb, it was up there. Uh, at dumb, I think. Yeah, right at, <laughs> right at the dumb level. That was number three. Okay, Chuck, Nina's number in four. here again. Nina again. She mm-hmm. can win multiple entries here. Well, she deserves. <laughs> Nina, that's yeah. It's we're equitable here. We yeah. want people to have a yeah. fair shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She tweets: When healthcare is free, doctors and nurses will still be paid. When college is free, teachers and staff will still be paid. They will be paid the same. We pay our military the same way we pay our military members, teachers, cops, and firefighters through theft. Yeah. When co- so health care is free, they're still going to get paid, right? And college is free. They'll still get paid. And they'll be paid the same way that we pay these other people by, yeah. Because it's all free. By taking your money from you. And then it's free. And then it's free. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. And we've got it in one single tweet here, actually, uh, underline. She says, free community college would cost roughly $45 billion. <laughs> yeah. Now. It makes sense. What, where are they going to get the $45 billion, though? For free. It's for free. Okay. Maybe they, uh, maybe the community colleges win the lottery or something. Probably just Elon Musk. Yeah. going to pay the uh, the taxes, and that's what it's going to be. Now, I do think we can cut the bloated Pentagon budget. Well, yeah, she's talking about military, but, but the problem that, that, here's how it never gets fixed. She's saying, since we spent this much increasing the military budget, that means we can also afford to give free community college to people. Instead, her argument should be, we shouldn't have raised the Pentagon budget $45 billion or, or whatever it was. But you know that that... <clears throat> That free community college is not going to cost $45 billion over the next five years. No. As soon as it becomes free, somehow the price goes up. That's what happens with free things. It's, it's odd. <laughs> it's a really odd occurrence. Yeah, this free thing that costs $45 billion is all of a sudden going to cost $150 billion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens when you give people free things. Okay, that's number four. Oh, here's a good discussion. Matt Walsh even had someone email me and asking if we could talk about this sometime. Oh, God, this is real dumb. Did you already see this I one? I saw this one. Uh, so he posted, uh, well, he retweets someone's video of Singapore's airport. And we don't really have to play it. It's a beautiful looking airport. Mm-hmm. Like this You've big, been to Singapore? I have, yeah. Um, How was it? It was really nice, actually. We had to check their laws to make sure, you know, uh, someone traveling with us, gay. And so we were checking to make sure everything was going to be okay. But it turns out that those laws only apply to men. That are under the age of 50. Oh, okay. Yeah, not to women or really? men that are over the age of 50. Okay, so if you're over the age of 50 or a woman, well, we don't know what that is, you can be gay. Well, they do in, in Singapore, Singapore because okay. they beat people. So Matt Walsh quote tweets, 
quote tweets this and says, Singapore is able to have nice things in part because they execute drug dealers by hanging and arrest by hanging and arrest even petty vandals and thieves and beat them with a cane until they bleed. We don't have nice things because we aren't willing to do what is required to maintain them. Then, did you see the comments? Did you get that part? I uh, no, I didn't get the comments. I did see a video posted going down the street in um, L.A. or no, San Francisco Matt somewhere. Walsh continues on this because he say, he basically oh, says I didn't see this. He basically says everyone is saying that I'm advocating for you know beating people with canes or hanging drug dealers, and, he's, and then he's like, I just want to clear the air. Yes, I am advocating for that. <laughs> So he wanted to clarify for everyone. Yes. Then. Okay. That was the clarification. No, I did not see that. It's really good. Mm-mm. Um, well, it's, I would, it is funny. I'll say that, but it's a horrible take because all he's doing is, is arguing for authoritarianism on the right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing. Like to, to think that we could just, you know, abdicate the fourth amendment, the fifth amendment, the Eighth Amendment. Eighth Amendment, yeah. Um, and that people would just be shot by firing squad for selling a little bit of weed is insane. Yeah, what I don't, what I really don't like about it is that this is authoritarian. This is an authoritarian on the right, like like you said. And what what we believe is that people should be allowed to make their own decisions. They could be bad decisions that are terrible, but as long as they don't hurt any other people. That's okay, but they should also have to deal with the suffer the consequences of those decisions. And one of our problems right now, uh, one of our many problems, is that we subsidize bad decisions in this country. And then the other the other problem is that he says Singapore has nice things because they execute drug dealers by hanging. I don't. I'm I'm betting that's not why they have nice things. Now that might help keep people in line a little bit in their society, but they are also known as one of the friendliest places for business and business investment uh, in the world. They have, um, I would say, a mixed economy. They call it a free market economy. The government has a lot to do with it, so it's not exactly a free market economy, but they're not a communist dictatorship or anything. Uh, they're not a socialist. You know, they, they don't, the workers don't own the means of production or, or anything like that, but they do have some nationalized uh, companies and stuff too. So it's a, it, it, but it's still a place that tries to attract investment. They still try to uh, attract people's money. And they also have a big, uh, I think they have a big store of wealth from something. I can't remember what it is now. They're also in a really good location as well. And they're also just a city. That's another thing. Like you're talking about, okay, I know it's a country, but Singapore is a city that's a country. And it's, you know, it's big, it's a big, it's a big city, but that's, that's what it is. And, and so you can't argue that we're somehow going to have this decreed from Washington, not George Washington, but Washington, D.C. And, uh, you know, down there in, in Johnson County in Illinois, they're going to do a great job caning everyone uh, a thousand, thousand miles away and everything's going to be fine. That's not how it's going to work out. We got a lot bigger country, a lot more diverse group of people, and we got a lot of other problems, and we subsidize people's bad decisions. That's the first place to start, Matt. You're going to a symptom of a problem and not a te- not talking about what the actual problem is. I found his secondary tweet here. He says, 
There are some accusing me of advocating similar laws in this country, and I just want to clarify that, yes, absolutely, I want those laws in this country. So Sweet. Just hammering home the point that he's not actually about real freedom. That's great. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. And now let's switch over. There's an article here uh, for the next one for Dumbleep number six. Ron DeSantis says Florida shouldn't require unanimous juries for death sentences. DeSantis says Florida should not require unanimous juries for death sentences. Now, to clarify, he does not mean for the conviction. He means for the sentence that's carried out after the con- – I want to clear that because when I first read it, I, I was like, for con- con- you know, conviction, for first-degree murder or something like that? Uh, no, it's for the, for the sentence. Still don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, terrible uh, idea. All. Do you want to read through that one from reason, or do you want me to? I can. While addressing a gathering of law enforcement officers on Monday, Ron DeSantis said he hopes to change state law to make it easier to execute convicted criminals. Calling it one of the things we have to address, DeSantis said that a supermajority of jurors ought to be sufficient to sentence someone to death. If just one juror vetoes it, then you end up not getting the sentence. DeSantis said, maybe 8 out of 12 have to agree or something, but we can't be in a situation where one person can just derail this. DeSantis was expression, uh, expressing his frustration with the decision of a jury in November to sentence Nicholas Cruz, who killed 17 people at Marjorie Stone, uh, Stoneman Douglas High School in 2018, to life in prison rather than handing down the death penalty. Despite the governor's description of the jury, FloridaPolitics.com notes that there were three jurors, not just one, who refused to impose the death penalty. Prior to 2016, Florida allowed juries to impose the death penalty with as little as a 7-5 to majority. That's crazy to me. It is. That changed after the state Supreme Court ruled in 2016 that the jury's recommended sentence of death must be unanimous in order to comport with the Eighth Amendment's prohibition on cruel and unusual punishments. In a separate case decided at the same time, the state's high court invalidated a newly passed law that would have allowed the death penalty if 10 of the 12 jurors recommended it. A year later, the state legislator and Governor Rick Scott, a Republican, approved a new law requiring unanimous juries in death penalty decisions. While DeSantis' remarks on Monday were somewhat vague, it would appear the governor is preparing to revisit the territory staked out by that overturned 2016 law that would have allowed supermajority juries to recommend the death penalty. Now, I used to be, you know, an advocate for the death penalty. I used to say, like, an eye for an eye. You know? Yeah. Like, if you... Well, personally, that is still what I believe. I just don't trust the government to do it. That's the problem. Yeah. That's 100% the problem. And we've seen over and over and over again, and the, and the stats play <clears throat> out, we know that at least 30%, I think it's 30%. It's a, it was a lot. I know they've had, uh, I mean, hundreds overturned and who knows how many people actually got executed i think from what we know there's at least 30 percent who have been executed who were later on exonerated or not not necessarily exonerated but evidence came out that they they weren't actually guilty yeah so Um, that means we've killed people who did nothing which is so wrong i mean could you imagine like imagine yourself or your family member in that position and the state kills them. And then what's the repercussion on that? Nothing. I uh, I also, you know, they use DNA on that stuff. 
I still wouldn't go with the death penalty for a DNA case where they have DNA somewhere because it is the government who is gathering the evidence and putting it out in trial against you. And I don't trust them to deliver my Galdern mail. All right. <laughs> so I don't trust them to gather evidence that, that could take someone's life away. You know, every them. time we have a package delayed in Amazon, it's usually being shipped by USPS. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Like two day shipping is like, oh, there was a delay. And you notice right on there it says being delivered by USPS. Like, Every time. Yeah, that's not a delay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying you to want cut those people bit. to kill people? <laughs> they can't even deliver the mail. Yeah, I do not agree with postal workers being able to do death sentences. I, I don't think that that yeah. would be a good idea. <laughs> the other, the thing is, you know, we don't agree with it in the first place. And now he's saying that it shouldn't take the entire jury to give someone a death sentence. And I, and I get that that's the actual sentence. The, there's another jury who's already convicted the person. Or I guess the same jury, right? I'm not sure. I'm not <clears throat> sure how it works in Florida. I think sometimes, uh, I think most of the time it's the same jury, but uh, who knows? I don't want to say anything too too far off. In some states, the sentencing is solely up to the judge. Yeah, yeah, so, that's true. But here's I, what I want. I want time, like, you, you could find out that the government planted evidence. We've, there's been Innocence Project documentaries where they found that people planted evidence, you know, uh, there's, there's, uh, different documentaries on Netflix where, uh, we still people, know what's going on with, with making a murderer people. And I've never watched that. I don't know what's what. Yeah. It's still so never watched good. it. Um, uh, there's Talk still, there's still stuff the where the uh, people in the government investigators have actually had to go to prison for a couple of years because they found that they planted evidence in places. So I don't even trust the DNA evidence and I could do life in prison with that, I guess, because you could find out eventually that the person planted evidence, you know, you know how we could have a death penalty. How's that? If the prosecutors and the jury and the judge get it wrong and they kill an innocent person and it's later proven that they do, then they get the death penalty. So you'd have, like, can only do it if you're, like, 100% sure. Then that's like an eye for a, for a lot of eyes. I mean. You know, a bunch of them. But I, I. You'd have to be willing to take that risk. It does lay out a pretty good incentive structure. I mean, I think that's the best. I'm not entirely against like, it. I am so confident that you are the one who killed all these kids in this school. <clears throat> that I'm willing to risk my own life on being wrong. I think that's the only fair well, way there, to do it. And there is a problem when you have a video of something like, you know, that this guy Cruz was the person who killed a bunch of people at Stoneman Douglas high school, which is terrible. We know that it's yeah. An awful tragedy. Does the guy deserve to die. Yes. And I hope he burns in hell. Mm. All right. But still you can't do it for him because then you open the door up to all sorts of other malarkey out there, which they, which they already do it in, in Florida and a lot of other States. We know that. Uh, but I guess we're just arguing against the death penalty. They still have the death penalty in Florida. He's not arguing to reinstate the death penalty. He just wants to make it easier. I just think someone has to take the other side of the bet. <laughs> I'm serious. That's a no. It's then a it good. Be, it's a good idea. Would, I like it. Then I think you would truly only basically get those that are like 128,000 percent confident. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think in this case there would be people willing to put their life on the line to say, yeah, I really think that this guy did it. And It'd be I, tough to figure out, uh, to make sure, you know, if you found out someone was innocent, um, it'd be tough to incentivize anyone to work towards proving whether or not someone was actually innocent or guilty because, uh, there'd be a lot of people riding on that decision, making sure that doesn't actually happen. Yeah. You but, know, Hey, it's an idea. No, I mean, it's, uh, it lays out the proper, 
uh, some of the proper incentive structures for sure. Okay. Honestly, we should <clears> just <throat> go back to old-fashioned dueling. <laughs> you know? No, little, not bad either. A little Aaron Burr. There's definitely people who deserve to die after they do stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. And um, You're just trying to get them to hell faster. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, Hulu has this documentary coming out, this new show called The 1619 Project. Oh, God. And good Lord, I cannot get the ads to stop on Twitter. I didn't know that Hulu was okay with all the racism that Elon Musk is allowing on Twitter, but I can't scroll through my Twitter without seeing this freaking ad yep. anywhere. Um, the, I can't wait to see it. It's uh, It started yesterday, I believe. Uh, that's what it's on yeah, January 26th. That's what it says. I don't think I'm going to have the proper uh, health status to watch it. I don't think I can. And it's not that there haven't been... Do you need some new blood pressure medication before you start it? Yeah, or I'll have to break my sobriety, something like that. Um, It's not that there haven't been a lot of really terrible things, but there is a really big lie at the bottom of this. Like, we could make documentaries about how terrible slavery was and uh, all the terrible things that happened, but when you start from the basis... Here's the worst part about this. The idea... People say, well, the uh, America was founded on slavery. It was actually founded in 1619. It's the idea, one of the big lies inside of this is that the Revolutionary War was fought to keep slavery, that the colonists were worried that King George was about to outlaw slavery and that they actually fought the Revolutionary War in order to keep slavery in the colonies. Yeah, like New York, who didn't have slavery. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they're the ones that they were fighting the British. But they still benefited from it. You know, they there was still a lot of wealth going around from it. Now, that is, first off, just not even true because King George was not, they were not working toward, in fact, there's a, a uh, African-American historian uh, who uh, is typically on the other side of all of this, but did get a write-up here in Politico about fact-checking the 1619 Project, and once... Uh, once she threw out a pretty big lie in there that absolutely not was the Revolutionary War fought to keep slavery, they never responded to her again. And they went ahead with the 16, they went ahead with the original with the thing. Lie. The, the, the Times reached out for fact check beforehand. She said, no, not at all. And then that was the last she heard from them. And so she got a write up here in, uh, in Politico after that. And the problem that I have with that is if you say the Revolutionary War was fought in order to maintain slavery in the U.S., then that delegitimizes every single thing about the founding of the country, any of the principles whatsoever, which they've been trying, everyone's been trying to do for a long time. You know, that's helps destabilize the the whole system. You want to tear it down and rebuild a new system afterwards. And uh, sees the. the Did we get to see the ad, the video? Oh God, I didn't want to do that to anyone. Oh okay. Um, I was excited to see it. I mean, we could. I could pull it up. It's got great cinematography. Um, This is from the History Channel. Remember, they're saying that the Revolutionary War was fought to keep slavery. The Declaration of Independence originally had a clause in it talking about slavery and how terrible it was Mm -hmm. that, and they took it out probably because they wouldn't have been able to get all of the colonies to fight with them for that independence. They were trying to convince the South to join yes. them. And they would They have, asked that South Carolina be the ninth. The South wouldn't have done that because 
they would have just wanted to stay with Britain so they could keep slavery. <laughs> but Thomas Jefferson was very smart by saying, like, look, all men and women mm -hmm. go by, you know, go, you know, the thing. I think he knew it was going to take so some time. He said that. When he said that, he was including, you know. Well, black, I'm finding the video. People. You can let them know what the uh, History Channel said. Right. This is from the History Channel? So. Or the History.com, which is history. a history okay. thing, yeah. Uh, he has waged cruel war against human nature itself, violating its most sacred rights of life and liberty in the, per in the persons of a distant people who never offended him, captivating and carrying them into slavery in another hemisphere or to incur miserable death in their transportation thither. Jefferson went on to call the institution of slavery uh, piratical warfare, execrable commerce. I don't know what that word means. Somebody help me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that, what that means either. Just terrible, and, gross, awful, don't like it, disgusting. And, yeah, something like that. And an assemblage of horrors. He then criticized the crown for, quote, exciting those very people to rise in arms among us and to purchase that liberty of which he has deprived them by murdering the people on whom he has obtruded them, thus paying off former crimes committed against the liberties of one people with crimes which he urges them to commit against the lives of another. So that, that was referring to um, the, the crown. The king was saying, hey, uh, if you're enslaved and you fight for Britain, in this war to try and keep the colonists from rising up, then you'll get your freedom. Mm -hmm. And so that's what that was referring to. Um, I do have the trailer if you want to see it. It's a minute and 40 seconds Yeah, let's watch it. Long. Uh, we got about 14 minutes left in this episode. Good. I think we're doing okay. Let me, uh, let me bring this over. I mean, I'm sorry for everyone. This is Charlie's idea, not mine. Looks like you've already watched it. I watched it earlier. They say our people were born on the water. The very first enslaved Africans were brought here over 400 years ago. Since then, no part of America's story has been untouched by the legacy of slavery. This is the 1619 Project. The New York Times. 1619 Project. My father, he always flew a flag in our front yard. One thing about dad, he was patriotic. He was a part of that United States Army. They served their country, but hey, you serve your country, don't mean your country gonna serve you. The truth is, black Americans have always been foundational to the idea of American freedom. Democracy is a fight. It will always be a fight. You are calling for reparations. What is the total that would be owed? $14 trillion. That's a big number. Yeah. Big debt, though. It is a big debt. We are still fighting. As long as there's life, we're going to have hope. When I hear fog, I hear freedom. There are centuries in that music. Centuries in that spirit. The 1619 Project, it's not a history. It really is talking about America today. Black Americans' contributions are undeniable. No people had a greater claim to the American flag than we do. Riveting, rich, compelling. Mm -hmm. Compelling. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that black people didn't obviously contribute to American history and aren't no. a big part of it. In fact, they, no one is saying that. Yeah, no one's ever said that. <laughs> Yeah. It's but, a straw man series. But what's weird is that you have to like 
put that disclaimer out there because like, mm-hmm. if you go against something like this, well, then clearly you're a racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like no one, no one is saying that what, whatsoever. It's more so that this whole thing is based on a lie and the way that they're framing it. Slavery was terrible. Of course it was. But framing something like this to, degre- to degenerate the entire experiment of, of America and really the, you know, the birthplace of Western ideology, which, is, which has provided the most amount of prosperity and freedom to the most amount of people the world's ever seen, is just, to me, disgusting. Oh, Absolutely I hate disgusting. that you ended with that word. Up next, oh, we yeah? have the story of a transgender woman that was misgendered at the YMCA uh, for number eight, I believe. Why wasn't she Ooh. at the YWCA? Um, <sighs> I don't know. We're just going to have to watch this. Now, um, maybe, maybe you won't see the funny part in this. In fact, you'll have to maybe watch the video for some of it. Uh, we'll see if we catch what's going on. People, entire families were coming up to get their picture taken and to introduce me to their children. And Wood is not done fighting. She's planning to speak next Wednesday at the Santee City Council meeting. Okay, this is kind of coming in right in the middle. My bad. Here's the problem. A girl, a woman, a human being with a vagina was showering at the YMCA and uh, happened to notice this human being with a penis Mm. in the women's showers. Complained, said, there's a dude in the showers. Y'all need to take care of this. I think YMCA might have been like, penis! (laughs) Get out! I don't know what they said. Uh, So that's what, that's, that's what happened here. And to introduce me to their children. And Wood is not done fighting. She's planning to speak next Wednesday at the Santee City Council meeting. It's important that they finally get to hear the truth and they finally get to put a face on this scary transgender woman who was misgendered. And dis- The dumbest part about me, because good, I don't know how many more times we can say we really just don't care about all this stuff that much until you bring kids into it, but... Acting like upset. Or assault into it. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Acting like upset. It's it's egregious. Egregious! Mm. That someone in the shower saw your penis and misgendered you. <laughs> something must be done to fight this atrocity. <laughs> well, why did they misgender you? Well, because... Uh, my woman's racism, probably. My body, my woman's body, still has a penis on it. <laughs> I don't even know if we have to keep going on here, no. but that's basically the story. Except for that, uh, she says several times that she's fully transitioned. What that means is she's done changing. Like I'm not going to go anymore, any further. But it was the penis that set the alarms off. But fully transitioned. Also, if you like your penis, you can keep your penis if you want as a woman. You know, that's you know, we don't really have to go into the whole thing, but that was the dumbest part to me like being upset that someone misgendered you in the shower. Yeah, because they saw you. Come on, man, because they saw your dangling, and they're like, Oh, I think that's a dude. 
We are um, short on time, but uh, big apologies to Miss Wood. <laughs> that's and that's her last name. <laughs> you can't make this up. All right, number nine. This is um, we've got Adam Schiff, and we're going to bring in a, a thing from Eric Swalwell. They're very upset, very upset about getting removed from committees, uh, most notably the uh, House Intelligence Committee. Very upset about this, and it's only because of the things Schiff is going to lay out uh, here in a second. Has nothing to do with, uh, you know, any any other things that we'll hear Kevin McCarthy lay out really quickly. Uh, let's hear from Schiff first. Oh, not that. It's Adam, uh, Adam Schiff. Adam yeah. Schiff. Is that what I said? The Crazy Eyes. Mr. Crazy Eyes. Let's hear from him. Hello, I'm Congressman Adam Schiff with some troubling news. It's not that crazy. Today, Kevin McCarthy removed me from the House Intelligence Committee, all for doing my job, for holding Trump accountable. Okay, first off, as if everyone's sitting at home like, oh, my entire life sucks, but thank Heavenly Father, Adam Schiff is on the House Intelligence Committee. <laughs> and yeah. he gets on to, I regret to inform you, yeah. you know, I know everything else. Looked fine, but uh, unfortunately, I want to let you know I'm no longer on this committee. And standing up to the extreme MAGA Republicans. We knew it would be bad when the Republicans took over, but it's far worse than we expected. But I can promise you this. This is not the end of my fight for our democracy. This is just the beginning. Please join us and contribute today. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's a money thing. Oh. I gotcha. Contribute, because I'm just now starting my... I'm going to wage a courageous battle. That's what he needs. So I need your support. Oh, uh, we'll it's go. Like, also, like, who, you know, this this happens all the time. Mm-hmm. When, when the other party takes power, they shift around committee seats, because now you're the one in power, and you can put people in different committees. This happens when Democrats take over, too. And people shift around. In fact, it happened just purely for partisan political reasons when the Democrats took over. There are yeah. some actual reasons behind this. And McCarthy, who we're, we're not shilling for the Republicans or anything, but it's kind of ridiculous when these crazy-eyed people go out there and say, well, it's only because of this. It's only because of the MAGA Republicans, and we're just trying to save democracy. There's other reasons, too. What Adam too. Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell, because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI that Eric Swalwell had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on Intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the Intel Committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with a Chinese spy. But they will not serve on a place that has national security reverence. Integrity matters uh, to him is the last thing he says. Of course it does. So there's other... Very important stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, integral, actually, <laughs> uh, to, to him. So, that, so that's the big, uh, the big problem. Maybe it's the fact that oh, we even saw in the Twitter files that Schiff was trying to get uh, people removed from Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had the whole Russia 
disinformation laptop. But it's fine story. because he was fighting for democracy. I guess so. Yeah. And uh, we can't also forget about uh, the Costco. Thank you for mentioning Swalwell was actually because of the fart on national TV. Uh, we'll never forget about Eric Fartwell. <laughs> Don't let that one pass. <laughs> but he released. He, I think Swalwell was also the one that released. Do you remember that ridiculous video of the um, the family, the woman getting arrested because she had an abortion? No. That seemed like an SNL skit. Yeah, you were here for it. It looked like an SNL skit, and the woman they come and they knock on the door, the cops, and they arrest her from the dinner table because I, she had an abortion. I swear, were I don't you not remember. here? For I was that? not here. I don't remember that. Good lord! Well, that was a good video. Well, whoever did that is back. I'm not. I'm not saying this is a terrible ad or anything. It's kind of funny, but it's uh, also ridiculous. Were you arrested trying to overthrow the government on January 6th? Are you facing sleepless nights, worried the rule of law will catch up to you? The lawyers at Insurrection LLC are standing by to take your call. We will fight for your right to commit treason without accountability. At Insurrection LLC, we understand it's your right to obstruct justice and plot sedition. And for a limited time only, if you call Insurrection LLC in the next 15 minutes, we'll include a free gas stove. <laughs> That was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I still get sickened by this whole. How how often have we heard that musical tone? Oh, a lot. It's been used that's by very, so many videos. Such a corporate BS yeah. tone. You know, they probably use it in little informational videos about washing your hands or something like that. It's I like the know. first sample that pulls up when you search free <laughs> yeah. free video sample free audio samples. Pretty funny. There's something that bothers, and we don't have to go into all the, the insurrection nonsense and all that. Um, what bothers me is that for the government, I always thought that there needed to be this threat that the people would eventually uh, say that this has gone too far and it's actually our duty to overthrow this mess and install a new, better government. Not that that's what we need to do like immediately right now. That's not what I'm saying. They okay? don't really teach that anymore though. No, but I always, I've always thought that that threat, second amendment, pretty important to that whole thing as well. Free speech. We know that the threat that we would eventually say, this is too far. You think you can do all this, but uh, you can go too far and it's not going to end well, that that could kind of hold them back. But now it's like openly, I don't know, I guess as the government, you would call those people terrorists because to the government, they are terrorists. I get that. Um, the principle of the matter just bothers me because I think it's our right as Americans to decide to overthrow the government when we want to, you know? It says it right there in the Declaration of Independence. Like, if you like your government, you can keep your government. What if you don't like it? Mm. You know? Yeah, like Dan said, the founders were domestic terrorists. They were. That's not what I'm saying we should do right now. I just, I really, I really think we've lost the... That whole idea. I believe that's all number, that was number nine. Swalwell and Schiff bitch fest. That's what I called it. <laughs> uh, or bitching, something like that. Sorry for the words. Um, the last few are going to be rapid fire after we finish this one. So not this one, but the, right. last, the last few. I mean, I think we can do them in a, in a minute and a half. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Number 10. Uh, but not this one because the video is a minute. <laughs> hey, we talked for 15 minutes before we uh, started the show. So 
I worked very hard to bring gas prices down. And Republicans on the Hill are trying to make it harder to bring them down again. I'm not kidding. Last spring, we saw gas prices skyrocket as Putin intensified his attacks on independent Ukraine. I got to tell you, if you're if you're not watching the video, it's just important to tell you that this was, is a chart of gas prices spiking, this massive spike, and it's got a cutout of Putin's head. <laughs> it's literally the Putin price hike, mm-hmm. and it's got his head on the hike. It's titled Fighting Putin's Price Hike. Yeah. And so you got the price when he invades Ukraine, and then you got the gas price spike up to this price. So I just wanted to let everyone know what's going on. I took decisive action. I talked to our allies and I ordered the largest, most significant oil release from U.S. and global reserves in all of history. I took this action to protect American families and to strengthen our economy. And it worked. Energy prices came down across the board. Natural gas, oil, electricity, gasoline. Gas prices are down as much as $1.60 per gallon from their peak. Inflation came down as well. The American economy proved its resilience despite threats from Putin. And guess what the Republicans in Congress are trying to do now? Raise prices on American drivers. Take away the very tools that we use to secure America's economy. Blinded by politics, they'd reduce the ability of any president to provide relief to American families from natural disasters and foreign threats. And for what? To support oil companies who already have record high profits? I'm not gonna stand for that. Isn't this crazy? Republicans came to Congress talking a big game about bringing costs down. Well, right now, they're proposing a 30% national sales tax while tying our country's hands when it comes to lowering gas prices. I can't believe I have to say this, but members of the Congress should be making your costs lower, not higher. I oppose this bill, and so should you. Did he record that, like, on a karaoke machine? I know, it was really terrible. Wow. I mean, that's directly from their Twitter account. Weird. It's not a, just a terrible ripoff video he, or anything. He must have recorded that, like, on uh, Windows 1. It was really bad. Yeah. I think that's why they put the captions on there, because you couldn't understand a, a one word he was saying. Uh, so the uh, the caption here says, House Republicans are supporting a bill that would restrict the use of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which would cause oil shortages and higher gas prices in times of crisis. Watch as POTUS explains. Now, actually, in the proposal, it specifically says that uh, you could use the SPR in times of crisis. Uh, the one thing that they want to tie to it when you use the SPR is that you open up more leases for drilling at the same time. So you can replenish it. So you can replenish it. Yeah. Uh, we've uh, used a lot of it. I'm not saying it's all out. It's almost empty or anything. Um, but we've used a bunch of it. It's a nice little chart of the petroleum reserve. It's gone down quite a bit so far. Now, if we get in, the problem is they say that uh, it's Republicans that will restrict and will cause oil shortages. That means that they're saying they have nothing to do with the supply side of the oil whatsoever, like the fact that we haven't had any new refineries and who knows how long. And, uh, you know, the, it's not just about the drilling. A lot of it has to do with the refining capacity. Uh, so once again, they're acting like this reserve that we have is the only tool in play and it's like an unlimited prices. reserve what yeah. happens if you run out of the reserve that's the thing you that's <laughs> if you use all of it it's like that it's the same into all of this is connected it's yeah. all it's all the same thing well if we just inject free oil from this reserve we got it's just an unlimited supply yeah the problem is, is when you run out then there's going to be an actual like a real real shortage now they started refilling it 
and they did something that was possibly smart. They they threw out the price that they were going to start buying oil at. And oil, once they threw out their bid for the oil, oil quickly nosedived down to the price that they said that they were going to buy it at, which is what happened. Uh, now, they, they put a bunch of supply out there with the reserve, but then they also let everyone know what price that they were going to start buying oil. And so the oil literally went down to the price they said they were going to start buying oil, and it started going up again since then as they started buying. Now, as you guys can see, looking around, gas prices are starting to go up. Oil prices are starting to go up a little bit. And so now they can try and tie it to this bill with the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is not going to pass anyway. You know, that it's not going to get through the Senate, and he would never sign it uh, in the first place. And then they're going to tie it to stock buybacks because Chevron, I think, just announced a $75 billion stock buyback. Massive, massive buyback. Um, and they're going to try and tie it to that. You see, though, the price is coming down. That was because of what he did. It went up because of Putin. It went down because of Biden. And now, now it's, it's about starting going up again. Because of Republicans. Because of Republicans. Yeah. And this whole debt ceiling fight that we're getting in right now, that's going to be the reason that the stock market crashes here in a couple months, even though everyone's been saying it was going to happen anyway. Since we're going to be fighting over this debt ceiling, stuff's going to get rough. They're going to say, oh, it's Republicans saying that they're not going to fund all of our obligations. And that's why your 401k is getting hurt. Mm. You heard it here. It's third. all part of the game. That's how that's how it goes. Rapid fire. One, we have 90 seconds to get through the next three. All right. This is from Elizabeth. Uh, well, Occupy Democrats. Screenshot of Elizabeth. Uh, as a okay, that's not helping. That's a restart the time uh, right now. Chief Warren. She tweets, if Republicans hadn't spent nearly $2 trillion on the Trump tax cuts, and if they hadn't made it easier for rich people to cheat on their taxes, the U.S. would need a debt ceiling increase this year or next year. Yep, that's the problem. Yeah, first off, that's not even financially accurate in the first place. We would just need the debt ceiling increase like three months later, probably. And um, you don't spend money cutting taxes. You spend money by spending money. That is how you spend money. If I make less money, that's not me spending money. Well, but they think they had an extra $2 trillion from Trump tax cuts. Yeah, which but. used to be 1.4. Now it's gone up to 2, maybe because of inflation. I'm not sure. Maybe. That's kind of convenient. John Federer says seven fifty two for eggs? That's higher than the minimum wage. <laughs> Enough with corporations profiting while workers get squeezed. It's disgusting. Um... We don't have time to go through all the profiteering with the eggs and stuff, but there was a massive flu that went through all the birds, all right? And they had to kill a whole bunch of them. That has an exponential effect. You got to replace the birds. You got less supply. You got to replace the birds. And it all happened over the holiday season. And I do think it's egregious that at these, at these prices, minimum wage workers can no longer afford to eat a dozen eggs per hour. And I think that we got to do something about mm -hmm. that. Yeah. There's no, that you can no longer eat an entire carton of eggs every single hour. You just can't afford it. And all you hippies out there that ended up getting chickens with the chicken craze, yeah, good for you. Yeah, good job. You won. Dash. Yep. Number 13, Dash Dabrowski. This is when Trump got raided. Okay. Uh, so when Trump got raided on August 8th of 2022, he said, now we know why Republicans wanted to defund the FBI. Then he tweets just three days ago, Biden needs to gut the entire FBI. 
Da-dum. That's amazing. What was our time? I love it. Um, I think we were pretty good. That could have been two minutes, potentially. All right, y'all, get your votes in. Number one, uh, the, I've already listed them out in the Dumb Bleep channel, but we'll tell everyone who's listening. Number one, gun rights. That's with Geraldo and Cory Booker. Number two is Antarctica falling off. Uh, <laughs> Hank Johnson's like, I told you. <laughs> uh, Just like it's Sister Guam. <laughs> <laughs> number three is the uh, climate crisis is uh, only caused by racism. That's why we have that. Number Thanks four, to Jane Fonda. Nina, Nina Turner, free for a fee, is what I named that. Number five, Matt Walsh saying that we should just cane drug users like Singapore. That's why they are, have such a nice city. It's also a country, also listed as one of the most friendly places for business in the entire world. Number six, DeSantis says we need a unanimous, we shouldn't need a unanimous jury for the death penalty. We should just do like seven to five and then kill the person. Number seven goes to the 1619 Project and the documentary on Hulu. Number eight goes to Trans MCA. Number nine is Schiff and Swalwell bitching. Number 10, Biden and his SPR BS. Number 11, there's a lot of stuff. Warren, Trump, tax cuts. Number 12, Fetterman eggs. Number 13, Dash and the FBI. Wow, we got the votes are spread thin. It's like the same person's voting on the same oh, thing. Cool. Pull All right, votes. y'all, while you get your votes in, like we said, go to joingmail.com if you want to be part of this Nate's Club where you get to vote on Dumb Believe of the Week. You get to hang out with us live pre-show. You get all kinds of other perks. Go sign up, joingmail.com. To learn about the market, you can go to natescrashcourse.com. And for your favorite merch, that's godhatesfeds.com. Godhatesfeds.com. It's true. We yep. checked. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We went there, got there. We've got the t-shirt. Turns out he does answer prayers. <laughs> he does. All right. Who's in the lead? We got DeSantis in the lead right Look now. How close you are to that mic right now. He shouldn't need <laughs> unanimous jury for death penalty. DeSantis going once, going twice. It looks like DeSantis the, is going to win this one. The field is spread thin, but DeSantis is winning. Just yeah. like in 2024, probably. Oh, here's some late votes for Chuck. <laughs> and uh, an additional dumb bleep. Oh, I'm in second place. All right. That's DeSantis. All right. I said to do all those things. You should go do them. And if you do, we'll be back again on Monday. Not me. For a Chuck solo plus Amanda on Monday. I'm no not Nate. sure that adds up. No Nate. No. So uh, we'll see you all on Monday. Until then, I hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Hey, we hope you have fun on a boat. It's going to be fun, man.